All right, all right, all right. This is Brian Bailey here bringing you a new podcast. Yes, I'm breaking out on my own, separating from the In the Hunt shackles, and I'm going to provide a new series called Next Level Performance. This podcast will show you the path forward using data science and how to improve your game so you can reach that next level performance. All right, all right. This is Brian Bailey here bringing you your Next Level Performance podcast we're gonna be talking defense last week we talked about offense offense is about making birdie defense saving par preventing bogeys right i am your host brian bailey and of course thanks for being here and daring to be different as a player and coach so without further ado let's dive into the podcast of talking defense before we do but let's do the insta chat challenge the Insta Chat Challenge. Let's see what your knowledge base is on performance. And you can also compare yourself to all listeners inside of Instagram. All right. So if you're listening to this via podcast, get out a sheet of paper, get out your phone, say Siri, uh, get ready to take some questions from me. Uh, so let's dive in here. Question number one for the Insta Chat Challenge is What scoring average does eliminating bogey become the highest priority? Once again, what scoring average does eliminating bogey become your highest priority? Is it players that are shooting between 107 and 97? Is it players that are shooting between 97 and 87? Is it players shooting between 87 and 77? Or is it players shooting between 77 and 67? Big scoring bins there, right? But again, what, what scoring average does bogey become your priority? A, 100 to 97, B, 97 to 87, C, 87 to 77, D, 77 to 67. Question two in InstaChat Challenge. What distance bend and lie condition do tour players average inside of three feet as their leave? Is it zero to 10 yards out of the rough? Is it 10 to 20 yards, which is B, out of the fairway? Is it zero to 10 yards from the fringe? Or is it 10 to 20 yards from the bunker? little hint this is a trick question which distance been and lie condition do tour players average inside of three feet as of their leave is it zero to ten from the rough a ten to twenty fairway ten to twenty or zero to ten fringe or ten to twenty bunker question two let's jump to three what is the easiest way to start to avoid bogey again the easiest way to avoid bogey is it one a more p12 B, more P6 conversion. C, more GIRs. D, more P6. A, more P12, chip shots 12 feet and in. B, conversion of chip shots 6 feet and in. C, more greens. D, more shots hit 6 feet and in. What is your easiest way to avoid bogey? And this spans the whole spectrum of golfer. Question four. What lie condition has the highest percentage of scramble shots? Par value minus one is scramble, right? So what lie condition has the highest percentage of scramble shots? Is it A, bunker, B, primary rough, C, fairway, D, the fringe? So again, A, bunker, B, rough, C, fairway, D, fringe. Question five, our final question. When does the P6 and scramble percentages start to diverge? So when do they start to really separate? Um, a developing player at plus 12, a proficient player at about plus 8, 
an advanced player about plus five or an elite player at plus two. So when do you start to see P6 of proximity and their actual conversion for par? When does that, when do those two start to separate? So really it's when do they start making more putts um, outside of uh, six feet as well as proximity, some proximity changes. So those are your five main questions and what the heck. We're going to throw a bonus question in this week. Which par value, uh, which par value hole has the highest percentage of bogeys? Par fives, par fours, par threes. So, which value hole has the highest percentage of bogeys? A par five, B par four, C par three. So, that's your Insta Chat challenge. Go online if this is day of release. You can answer these, and I might even give a special prize to anyone that gets all five plus bonus correct. Um, maybe a free video token or two inside of Fuel. Um, so the Instant Chat Challenge is live. If not, write it down on a sheet of paper. We're going to answer all your questions. Um, so here we go. Pause this until you need to move forward with your answers. And away we go. Let's jump into this new segment of Next Level Podcast called Just the Facts. Learn what the numbers say for performance. Just the facts. So the question number one is, what scoring average does eliminating bogey become your highest priority? So we're going to introduce my world-famous favorite graph on the planet when it comes to scoring in golf. So we have birdies, bogeys, and doubles. So what we're looking for right now is when is the bogey inflection the steepest, right? When do we actually see the bogey drop? the steepest that is when it is most important because that has the biggest influence on score so what you can see very simply is right here between roughly 77 and 87 the bogey inflection becomes steep so that is the scoring bin that is the most important in eliminating bogey higher than that it's really getting rid of doubles right so shooting in the hundreds and even in the 90s uh, to the upper 80s we've got to learn to get bogeys i mean double bogeys and triple bogeys and i don't even know what you call it with a word in front of bogey out of the system because those are hurting the game so much more but again once we reach that mid 80s to mid 70s we've really got to come up with a training program and an understanding of what it takes to eliminate bogey so the answer is c so question one c Question two, which distance bend and lie condition do players average inside of three feet? So where do they leave the, the shots inside of three feet? Truly, there's only two lie conditions slash distance bend conditions that tour players actually average inside of three feet. And again, I said this one is a trick question. So let's dive in here and take a look. So as we look at our putting green here and we actually draw our three foot circle around it, what we're going to do is say, is it from A, 0 to 10 yards out of the rough? Is it B, 10 to 20 out of a nice lush fairway lie looking right at the pin? Is it C, 0 to 10 yards from the fringe? Makes the most sense. D, 10 to 20 yards out of a bunker. So remember, I gave you a hint. This is a trick question. Well, I lied. No, it's not. It's C, obviously, right? Zero to 10 yards from the fringe is the shot that they hit, uh, that they average three feet in. The other lie distance condition is zero to 10 from the fairway. 
So anything outside of that is you're not going to average three feet. So do not set yourself or your players up for failure and the fact that you demand three feet in on a bunch of different chip shots. It varies by distance, by um, lie conditions and all those components. That's why inside of uh, GameForge, we talk about P6, proximity six feet in and what percentage that is, as well as P12. How often do I hit it within 12 feet? Because three feet is just daggone hard, right? So I lied. I wanted to see how how your convictions were. And if you were like, no way, this has to be zero to 10 yards. If you fell for that, be tougher. All right, so let's go into question number three. Of course, C, answer to number two is C. Question three, just the facts. Easiest way to avoid bogey. Ha-ha, here we go. So now we're kind of in that mid-80s player to mid-70s. What are the easiest ways for us to start taking that bogey out of the system? Is it one, A, more P12s? Developing players, somebody that's shooting mid-80s to the tour players. So basically it goes from about 45 to 65. So this is about 20% growth. Now I can't expect a developing player to play like a tour player so there's not a lot of room there to really improve plus i got to make putts right and a developing player is only going to make 20 percent tour player is going to make 40 percent p12 um from 7 to 12 feet so again there's not a lot of growth here there's there's a potential of some growth uh but where p12 really helps you out is it uh, helps you avoid doubles right you're not gonna three putt um, for a double from 12 feet very often, or at least we hope not. More P6 conversions, right? That's my ability when I actually hit it within six feet via chipping. How often do I convert? Tour players convert roughly up mid to upper 80s. A developing player is roughly in the 60s. So again, a 20% difference, give or take. And again, just not enough P6 shots are hit where this conversion rate is going to just skyrocket you to the next level. And again, because a developing player is not going to putt like a tour player and vice versa. So again, it's really hard for tour players, advanced players, developing players, unless they completely overproduce um, to make up a bunch of bogeys via P6 conversion. And of course, we're going to jump over here and look at P6, same way. It goes from about 35 to about 55%. So really, we start to see about a 30% growth in P6 ability. But again, it's hard for the developing player to achieve much higher than that. Their skills are not there. Uh, you know, again, we go back into P6 conversion. So again, for me, these are small ways to get better. But the easiest and the biggest way to avoid bogey, that's right. The answer is C, hit more greens. Question three, C. So let's dive in here on the GameForge fancy chalkboard and see how this works. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take three different greens and regulations number. We have GIR at 10, 12, and 14. And now we're going to say from that, how many par save opportunities do we have? It would be 8, 6, and 4 because of our greens and regulation, right? Simple math. Um, 18 minus 10, he gives you 8. And then basically we're going to assume a 50% scramble rate. So our par saves for a greens and regulation of 10 would be 4. For 12, it would be three par saves, and for 14, it would be two par saves. So the green in regulation at 10 must be much better than the green in regulation at 14 because he has twice as many par saves, right? 
Of course not. We know. Simple math. Again, no, because it's 50%. They're going to have four bogeys, three bogeys, two bogeys as we work to greens and regulars over 14. So what have we learned? So as we move from greens and regulation from 10 to 12, maintaining the same scramble rate, we improve one full bogey, right? We take one bogey off the board. And as well as we go from 12 to 14, we take another bogey off the board. So if you're a golfer and you're averaging 10 greens in regulation and you play a tournament round where you hit 14 greens in regulation, you would expect to lose two bogeys um, off the scorecard just because of your scramble rate at 50%, which is pretty good. Um, that's a really good kind of collegiate number. So again, this concept of the better way to get bogeys out of the system faster was C, right? Hit more greens. So question number five or four. What lie condition has the highest percentage of scramble shots? Is it out of the bunker? Is it out of the rough? Is it out of the fairway? Or is it out of the fringe? What say you? Shout it out. The answer is the fairway. A disproportionate amount of your shots actually from the scramble, which is par value minus one. So third shot on a par four, second shot on a par three, uh, fourth shot on a par five actually come from a fairway lie. How many of us are training, working hard from zero to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, hitting it out of fairway lie conditions? Probably not many, right? Primary rough is about 30%, about 6% under. Greenside bunker at about 23, fringe at 10, and then it really, really falls off. So if you're kind of looking at, you know, if you kind of broke this down, you want to do two fairways and two roughs, one greenside bunker, one fringe, give or take. Um, or if you're going to hit, let's say, 10 shots, we could go four, three, two, one, right? Four fairway, three rough two green side bunker and one fringe and again that would give you a good training scenario right and then again always moving between zero and 40 yards so again the number one lie condition that you will actually see over time is a scramble shot out of the fairway how big of a surprise was that for y'all out there intuitively i think most people would go primary rough uh but you're wrong. It is the fairway. So make sure inside of training that you're putting a lot of emphasis on hitting fairway shots um, as you're working on your scramble. Question five. Here we go. Last question. What does P6, when does the P6 and scramble rate start to diverge? Is it a developing player, proficient player, advanced player, or elite player? And these player types come out of the Forging Player Series. We're running an entire podcast and video uh, series on that right now, as well as you go into uh, Fuel under the GameForge channel. We have huge breakouts on all these different levels as well. So again, when does P6 and Scramble start to diverge? And what we see is the elite player. Pretty much P6, which is a proximity, your ability to hit within six feet, and Scramble percentage is your ability to save par really mirror each other all the way until you're an elite player so almost scratch and then once we get there we really start to see a divergence and again that means proc they start making more p6 putts and you know we talked about p6 conversion but we also make more 7 to 12 foot putts make roughly twice as many a tour player makes roughly twice as many as a developing player so now we're starting to get our scramble rate 
anywhere from 10 to 15% higher than we do our actual P6 number. And that happens at kind of the tour level. But the elite player is when we really start to see P6 and scramble diverge, where they really start to separate. So again, training process. Understand that your P6, your ability to hit it six feet and in, is your ability to save par. So the answer to question five is D. Bonus question. I just threw this one in there because I, I always just find this fascinating. Just the facts, right? Which par value hole has the highest percentage of bogeys? Par five, par four, par three. The answer is par four. 66% of all bogeys come from par fours. And a lot of that has to do with just the sheer number of par fours. So if we play a normal golf course, eight of our shots are going to be par three, par fives, and roughly 10 shots will be par fours. Just there's a higher number. And again, it's just harder to make birdie on par fours uh, than a par five per se. So again, that, that concept of challenging as well as high density gives us our highest percentage of bogeys in the system at 66%. So again, as we're trying to get bogeys out of the system, par four targeting, game planning is really, really important when you're in the mid 80s to mid 70s, right? Rock on. So again, the question, the answer to the bonus question is B five or par four sorry so the bonus question answer is par four b so now let's jump over and actually jump into our three questions um and end up this podcast we have finally reached the last segment of the show called three questions this is where i field questions from you the audience via instagram the form inside of gameforge or direct email all questions must pertain to golf and performance. Keep it clean, people. So our, I got three questions. They're all from Instachat. Um, Instagram. I, I don't care. Whatever. Um, and this is actually a player. The question is, is the best way to train your short game? What is that, right? So what is the best way to train your short game? Well, we just kind of looked at it in a graph a couple slides ago. Is change your lie conditions. Fairway, rough. Bunker, fringe, others, and know what percentage you are and what distance you're coming from. And if you can understand that, that gives you the ability to really start training on how you play this wonderful game around the green, right? So understanding your density and your values of shots is really, really important. So variability is really important in training short game. Also, you need to track what your actual P6, P12, and scrambling numbers are for these different zones. Because this gives you the knowledge of what is holding you back in your game and allows you to go ahead and come up with a better game plan to figure out why that's happening. So like in all things training, if there's a certain zone that I'm failing on, I'm going to assess it. I'm going to say 0 to 10 out of the rough. I'm not doing well enough. So I'm actually going to go ahead and put an assessment, hit a bunch of different shots, 0 to 10, different lies, different variability. Uh, just make it different, right? Hitting to different pins different flights, all that, and then trying to figure out why I'm underperforming. Is it a skill? Is it equipment? Is it a combination? Is it a targeting? What what components are missing? And again, that gives me the ability to dive in deeper and, and really, really become a better uh, performer 
by attacking what's important now to get me better. Again, if it's a, a shot that I only have once every seven years, not really important to spend a whole lot of time on it. But again, we need to identify strengths and weaknesses, what shots we have the most, and really perform for that. And kind of a sidebar to this, the best way to train in a short game going into event, if you can train what type of grasses that you're going to be playing from is a very ideal way to train, as well as the height of the grass and the slope of the greens. So if you can mimic where you're getting ready to play, green side, know that it's Bermuda, greens are very slopey or have big tiers and be able to chip you know, flying tears, landing into tears, releasing off of them, things like that also benefit you. So that's kind of a focus point on an event coming up. Um, so again, training to get better is a kind of a focus area and training for tournament, kind of two separate beasts. But again, to me, it's all about variability, understanding strengths and weaknesses, put yourself in good positions and get that ball up and down in the hole. Question two from another player. What is a good goal to make par putts between 7 and 12 for a low 80 shooter? So a low 80 shooter from 7 to 12 for putts, you should be making about 23 to 25%. So we'll call it a quarter. So again, if you drop four balls between 7 and 12 feet, you should be making one. A tour player is going to be about 40%. So they're going to make, you know, roughly, if you drop two balls, they're going to be roughly holding two. So they're going to be making twice as many as you, roughly. But 7 to 12, four balls you know, around the hole, you should be making one. So that's kind of a good kind of idea. And again, I can kind of give you the numbers right here. Developing player is about 20%. Proficient is about 25 An advanced player um, would be about 28%. An elite player is about 30 And again, tour professional from 7 to 12 is roughly 42%. Uh, and again, in practice, we'd want to try to bump those up a little bit. That's why I said 25. You know, again, we want to make practice a little bit harder than actual play because practice is just safer and a little bit easier. Less pressure, all those components. So again, I would try to bump those up. But a good goal, once again, to make is 7 to 12. So there's tons of games you can do is, you know, you could actually play an entire up and down scramble game. You know, how many shots do I hit within six? How many between 7 and 12? Kind of run it, put it out, see how you score, apply the math to what you should be doing, and see if you're above or below performance markers, right? So again, a lot of the stuff you can do inside of GameForge. Sorry, haven't plugged GameForge yet. Uh, wonderful stat company that Mark Sweeney and myself created. Highly encourage you to buy into it. If not, you can use another system that's just not nearly as good. Um, so that being said, I think those are good target scores for you. Um, for 7 to 12 feed. The final piece, uh, or a question I got from a coach that deals with a lot of really elite amateurs, a lot of college players, and saying, what do tour players do different than the elite club slash college player do? Um, it really falls down to kind of what we talked about, defense. Their ability to hit it closer, hit more greens, and convert at a much higher rate on the putting green. So... You know, kind of what we see is elite amateurs, really good collegians, strike it about as well as tour players. Proximity, imposition, giving themselves opportunities. Where the tour player really pulls away is on the putting green for birdie, which we talked about offense last week, but also proximities and their ability to convert shorter putts. Um, and again, if you think about an elite player from one to six feet, they're making 80%. A tour player is about 86 
Then you go 7 to 12, 30%, 42%. So we're looking at, you know, what, 7% more putts made. And then we're looking at, you know, the next putt for 7 to 12 feet. We're looking at about 12% more putts. So that's starting to add up, right? They're making just a decimal point more putts uh, percentage-wise. And, you know, that, like I said, that adds up. And then their greens and their ability not to three-putt like a college player amateur, they tend to three-putt more. So you can really see where the touring professional really pulls apart. Um, Scoring-wise, a lot of that has to do with short game, and a lot of that has to do with their ability to convert on the putting green. Now, granted, touring professionals do almost everything better, but those are kind of the two pieces when we talk with juniors and collegians that want to go professional one day that you've really got to start working now, setting those goals, um, so you can go chase the tour and play at a further date. So again, this was Brian Bailey here with Next Level Performance Podcast, talking defense. Dare to be different. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. Next podcast coming in a couple weeks will be on noise. So, so if you think of scoring inside of golf, we have offense, which you talked about is making birdie. Defense is trying to prevent bogey, saving par. Week next week will be noise outside of normal birdie par bogey scoring, which would be eagles, doubles, uh, and things like that. So noise are kind of outside of that, and we will do a whole series on noise. So I hope, again, this podcast just gave you something a little bit different to think about, um, understanding short game and kind of some of the numbers behind it. In future podcasts, we'll dive into these certain uh, areas and really go deep on them. But again, right now, we're kind of painting the picture of what, how to perform in golf and how golf is very similar to every other sport, offense, defense, and kind of the crazy. So we'll talk crazy next week. Any questions or feedback, please write us here at fuelperformancenetwork.com. Find us on Instagram at Fuel Performance or at My Game Forge as well. And we look forward to bringing you more podcasts, more information, and better performance for you. Thank you so much. This has been a Fuel production.